Hello, Podwalkers, and welcome to another episode of the Goblin Lore Podcast. It feels really great to uh, to be back as we were we were just off for a month. Um, we got everybody back. All three of us are here to record. We have particular goblin energy going from <laughs> getting our recording working, and we're ready to go. This is only take two. This is only, only take, take two. two. Yes, perfect, a- excellent execution on the. Uh, that whatever is it rig we're using to record this thing. So we are back to talk about burnout tonight, um, which felt really appropriate for kind of, you know, we just took a week, we, we just took the month of December off because we were kind of struggling to get regular episodes recorded in November. And then the holidays at the end of November into December, were just making things worse. And just that's to, always a time that historically has been rough. Oh, and- yeah. We sat down as a cast and intentionally said, you know, we keep, like you said, Alex, finding difficulty time, finding time to record or it wasn't happening or canceling last minute. And we just said, we're going to take practice what we've preached in the past and intentionally say, let's take this. Let's take off a month, like regroup, get through the holidays and just not try to piecemeal this together. Yeah, exactly. And, And so that was what we did. And we are back. And and so burnout felt appropriate there, and also it is uh, a topic we've done a couple of times. I just looked like we have uh, two episodes. Like our, we did an episode on burnout in Nissa, which was th- episode thirty, was one of the first episodes that I helped write. I know it's one that I always have a fondness for. And then um, the most recent one that I can find was from twenty twenty one, almost three years ago. Now we uh, we talked to Chase and talked about burnout. So that looks like the most recent one we recorded with them. And so it's just, it's a good topic. It's been a while, felt appropriate here. We've got a cool story tie in. But uh, first, I'm going to do my introduction because I volunteered to go first to answer our question for this episode. And um, so I'm Alex Newman, found on Twitter at Mel underscore Chronicler, for now at least. Um, And my pronouns are he, him. And before I keep going, because I almost forgot again, again, we need to thank the Granny Coffee Company. <laughs> it's been a little while. But I have purchased coffee in the yes. meantime. <laughs> Do you want to just take that From away, them. Hobbs, and then yeah, we, I so, can pick up from there? Yeah, so Granny Coffee Company, they, they've they been one of our, they, well, they've been our longest partner. Um, we've had a relationship with them. They are a LGBT and women-led and run company that... Uh, makes coffee for gamers and supports gamers they have been very supportive of us with really believing in our mission especially as it relates to mental health and charity work shortly before we took our hiatus or our break we did the event for sheldon menory and they were they don't know sheldon you know they just know that we were involved with this i reached out they were like yeah here's coffee like here like we will give you stuff to just support and we just we really believe in their mission and i believe in their coffee i love their coffee so yeah <laughs> yeah so glad to have their always glad to have their support especially well for for, for many things but also keeping hobbs caffeinated is is an important thing on that list a little lower than some of the other things as well as the mental health work and the charity stuff and all that's more important. But anyway, back to I can we can't do any of that if I don't have no, caffeine. That is fair. That is fair. That's a that's a good logistical thing that support that they provide for the cast. But in any all of that is like like I said, 
great goblin lore energy going into this recording. So this this week, for our, our question, we just want to say, you know, what, what's something we did over the break for for our mental health and stuff? And I wanted to to talk about like a new tradition I started with my dad um, recently that has been well, we've done it two years. We we're calling it a tradition because we're planning to keep it going. Uh, but every year, I the last two years I've gone up to see my dad. He lives um, on the North Shore of Lake Superior, well up, very very near Canada, uh, Minnesota. And next year, I think this year will probably be down here. But we go and go see the first sunrise of the year is is a thing that I've done with them, uh, done with him around New Year's. And a, it's just nice to go see my parents. I don't see my mom all that often. She doesn't come down to the cities very often, so it's nice to go up there. It's it's a thing I got from an anime, <laughs> which I'll have to for for those who are, are familiar with anime. That was it was in um, the um, Oh, now I'm totally blanking. Yuru Camp, and I can't remember the English name now. Laidback Camp show where they just, it's just kids going camping. And it's its just one of the most relaxing, chill things I've watched. I love the show. But that was one of their one of their arcs was like they went camping over New Year's and decided to go see the sunrise, which really resonated with me as a person who hasn't stayed up till midnight on New Year's for five or six years, maybe longer than that. I just like, I'm getting older. I get tired. I don't want to stay up that late. And so now I get to like flip that, get up early or maybe around this, you know, later even than when I would get up for work and go see the sun sunrise, which was cool. But then now doing it with my dad has, has been, has been great. It's a good time for us to connect to do that and so that's that's what i did over break but uh do you want to jump in hobbs you've been talking do you want to introduce yourself yeah so i'm i'm hobbs q i can be found still on twitter hanging on going down with the ship uh, at hobbs q i can also be found on blue sky at hobbs q and discord at hobbs q and pretty much everywhere on the internet as hobbs q and one thing that i have done well it's a two-part thing I did a roll of black and white film photography, which was my first time doing a, a roll of film in like 15 years. And that the reason this is self-care is it's a different way to look at photography where I can't review an image. I don't know what it's going to look like. I took a couple of some of them back to back just to kind of see, but I, I really didn't know how well I was doing with exposure. I had control over very minimal compared to what I have with the power of like a modern day camera. The second part with that was I found a converter that let me put old manual film lenses that are still very much no autofocus, very like bare bones and uh, but still really good glass. I mean, the quality of, of camera lenses in terms of the, the glass itself is is not really changed a ton. It's just more in the mechanic side of it. Putting those onto a modern day digital camera and being able to just get some really cool effects by using these lenses on a camera they weren't designed for it a camera that's designed for a lot more sharpness and just uh just the, you know the power of what you get from modern day technology and it was kind of fun to go back and shoot with just like different mindset and kind of looking at things in a different way and that's something that i'm really hoping to carry into 2024 my pronouns are he him since I neglected that, I think, early on. All right. And, well, I guess yeah. it's my turn. Hey, Taya. <laughs> hey. 
Uh, hi, I'm Taya. Pronouns are she, her, are they, them. Uh, I am broken my Twitter habit, which feels really good. Um, but you can find me on Blue Sky at Taya Transcends. I took a bunch of time off in December, which felt really good and had plans to get a bunch done. But what I mostly did was sleep. And apparently my body needed that, uh, which kind of, you know, felt bad when I thought about it afterwards. But then I had to tell myself that, you know, this is what I really needed and not to feel bad about taking that time to do what I needed. And I, I could almost believe myself when I told myself that. So uh, I tried to, uh, tried to, you know, take that stance at least. But uh, I got a lot of rest that was much needed. And uh, it was good to have that time to kind of recover. Uh, and it's good we're talking about burnout today because I kind of feel like almost being in a constant state of burnout uh, in <laughs> general, uh, just from day-to-day -day stuff even. Yeah. It feels like, oh, I've got to feed myself three times a day. Wow, that's that's really hard work. You know, it's uh, autistic burnout is really a thing. And uh, sometimes even doing simple stuff gets hard. So taking that time to rest was really good for me. And I was mentioning before the show that this week will be my first time doing like a, a near full week of work since like the start of December. So I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, uh, but I kind of have to get back <laughs> back to the real world. And, and then uh, Monday's a federal holiday. Yeah, I guess it is this Monday, isn't it? It is. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That'll be nice. <laughs> yeah, get a couple <laughs> short weeks in a row to help ease in, yeah. And I was then, just thinking, like, gosh, I need a vacation day. <laughs> then I'm going to be off for most of February for surgery recovery. So I, I guess I'll I'll get another break, although most of that will be spent. Uh, at least a good, the first week and a half will probably be spent in bed. I say, do you have some good anime lined up or? You know, the, the winter season is just starting. So hopefully we'll have some English dubbed episodes to watch by then. So, yeah, hopefully we'll have something. If not, I'll be rewatching some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, that's oh, that's a and that's a good reminder. I got to get back and start rewatching uh time I was reincarnated as a slime because there's a new season coming this year. But yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> coming later this season. Uh, I just read all the light novels for I'm a Spider. So what? Uh, which is I just watched that <laughs> yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that series, uh, rewatched it with my girlfriend because she hadn't seen it. And then I'm like, you know, what? I'm nice. really I like this series. So I went ahead and read all the light novels. That's one of the things I did in December. Yeah, I I got to get back and, and finish. I was reborn as a uh, vending machine and now I wander the dungeon. That was, <laughs> that was, that was a silly series. That, we are that, not, Hobbs, I need to underline, we are not making these up. I was, you, you, <laughs> I was literally just about to say, I am fully convinced most of the time that y'all just make these up no, and you just are. go with it with each other. And I have to sit here and feel yeah. like, wow, mm, yeah, yeah, ha -ha. I, I'm not I mean, in on the joke, but it's not real. This can't be real. A spider <laughs> in a vending machine. This is not. Yes, no, th these are legitimate <laughs> shows. I am not that good at improv. Light novels? That can't be a thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the spider one makes sense. The vending machine yes. that was best enjoyed with uh recreational substances. <laughs> yeah, that I I mostly watched the day I was flying home from spending a week with friends and the flights were just really bad, so I was in a hotel room and I don't sleep well around travel, so I had two days in a row of poor sleep. And so I just sat in a bed in a hotel when I was planning to wake up at 3 a.m. to and I just watched like two hours of that and went to bed. But so anyway. sleep deprivated or high is how I would need to enjoy this. I mean, or... I'm sure people enjoyed it without those things. But that's, I'm just repeating my circumstances. I'm repeating my circumstances. I mean, I. Yeah. 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 Lots of I, we actually joked about this with some coworkers recently that were talking about either series or animes that they were on, and I I was like, yeah, I don't have that. However, <laughs> I am on the third Doctor, <laughs> and I I'm on season eight of twenty something of that, and I don't remember how many episodes there are. <laughs> so I understand it's just a different yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, well, and, and and in particular the whole isekai thing, which we have done an episode. Tay and I did an episode on. You did. There, there's a lot of it. Art reacting to art is sort of just a thing it has always done. But like the isekai thing, it's it's happening like quickly in a lot of public vision, where you have the titles are getting longer and more ridiculous intentionally to poke fun at the long and ridiculous titles that came before them and things like that. And that's how you end up with like a refrigerator anime. It's or not refrigerator, a vending machine anime. Oh no, you just gave this. <laughs> you just gave Skynet <laughs> an idea, Alex. <sighs> now we're gonna get a refrigerator version. Yeah, but any it, speaking of none of that, <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about burnout. We are. I yeah, we are. I mean, a lot of animes do start out with somebody burnt out uh, and then dying and reincarnating. Yeah. Yeah, oh. Truckoon, that's that's a lot of isekai. The 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 joke is Or just falling out of your chair and hitting your head and, well, yeah. because you've overworked yourself to death. Yes. I mean that that ascendance of a librarian, I or I will or ascendance of a bookworm, bookworm. Yeah. is is one that's a little bit like that. Uh there was a, diff- a different one I watched too where a person literally had spent the entire what was that? I spent a hundred years killing slimes and accidentally maxed oh, out my level. Yeah. It was one like that where the person. <laughs> you, you, spent, y'all can't convince me. <laughs> this is not some elaborate <laughs> joke. Like, she spent her, no way. Her whole like teens and early twenties, just like yeah. working herself to death and then died in early death in the office. And it was just like, all right, I'm being reborn. I'm doing nothing. My plan is to do nothing <laughs> yeah. all day long. And that was what she did for a hundred years. Wow. That's a good show. This is a common theme. <laughs> it is a common theme. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it is. I mean, that you mean, right. You said, Alex, I mean, we've done two episodes on it here. It's obviously found its way into that type of other media that you are talking about, but like it's, it is common. God, it just feels like, yeah, Sorry. You mentioned not having done this since 2021. And my thought was like, wow, yeah, gosh, that was a long time ago. But at the yeah. same time, it like doesn't feel that like, I don't know. It's just no, and, that's, and that's the, the nature of it. 
It is. And, and what I'm going to, and, and it's, it's a good reminder. Like I like to try to say when we, when we come back to topics, especially at this point where <laughs> we've passed five years of this podcast. And so for us, particularly you and I have been on most, most of those, it, it feels like we've talked about this and sometimes we have, and sometimes we have fairly recently, but there are a lot of topics that are worth talking about again. And that's kind of how we got to this one. When I was, I sat down to spend some time trying to just come up with some things that we could talk about. And I realized it's been, you know, at the times two years since we talked about burnout. And it's like, this is an important topic to talk about. It's just, it's a thing that happens in general. It's for, for, in work, in family life, there's all sorts of stuff. Constant stress can just lead you to burnout, but particularly when there's more circumstances going on in the background of of the world and lots of you know various factors there. The last few years with political stuff, with COVID, with with other circumstances, that makes it that much easier to burn out. I don't know. I, I an analogy that I use to try to. I was talking to a, a supervisor of mine to explain, and like I, I have social anxiety. I have my my own things. We've talked about a lot on the show, and so I, I was trying to explain to her that just most days I'm I'm fine, but it's it's like there's a there's a, a cup that can only hold so much stress, and the last two years it's just baseline at a higher level. So it doesn't take a whole. It doesn't. It's like it somebody's takes, turned the faucet on too, yes. right? Like, well, and, yeah, and and like for me, like what I, it was kind of what I was trying to get at there is like for talking to her about daily work things, like particular issues that would come up that kind of push me to a point where I'm I'm not not necessarily struggling, but push me to a point where now I'm overstressed and it's obvious, and it's like it takes less to push me to that now because of all the background stuff. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does, because we're in a constant state of pressure just at the default level. You know, it, and then you add your daily stress on top of that. It's, um, it's easier to get to a burnout level because we're operating at a higher level of stress on a daily basis without even doing anything. Mm-hmm. And we have now... For it's not that things. I mean, I, I would just say for like, four years now, right? I, like for years, where we're talking about like everything is this, you know, like the joke of I'm tired of once in a generation stuff happening to me, mm-hmm. because we've followed with like once in a generation things over and over and over for the past five years. I don't know. I don't know eight, more since and two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah. It just it, it that's what it that's what it feels like is and then I will say, you know, like God, it's like I want to get to a point where I don't have to just feel like I'm mentioning the pandemic with everything, but that's what it like. The acceleration that came with that has been something that you know we're feeling in like speak from the healthcare field. People are leaving, right? And so every you know people are leaving at a rate quicker than people are coming in, and also it's the people with experience who are leaving who are then replaced by people with not a lot of experience. And then those of us who are still here, kind of in that midpoint, like where I am, it just, it's not getting better. <laughs> like I, I just, I literally, every time somebody leaves, it's somebody that either has the same amount of experience as me or more, work comes down, new people come on who have a lot less experience, 
And on top of that, onboarding to bring anybody on at our hospital is four or five months. And during those four and five months gap, that work still needs to be like those productivity demands and what the expectations are of like, say, a system haven't changed. Like they're not changing those. There's, there's, they're not changing what those look like or what they want the number of people to be seen, however you want to measure healthcare. Yet we're in these constant state of like gaps of just, so it's like, I think what you're saying, Alex, to me, what really stuck with me is like, I feel like my work, the amount of like what's happening with my work is maybe the same, but I just don't get a break. There's not like a down period, whereas there was it, like gaps in between these events because there's just so much more that we all have to be picking up and doing that yeah. I just feel like my baseline is I'm just a little bit closer to burnout. It, it, yeah, like I think the pressure all baseline, like at all times, like if I think of myself yeah. as being on a, a zero to 10 scale, like when things are going well, maybe my day today is like a two or a three. And now my day, so like that gap between going from a three to say overwhelmed at like a nine or a 10, there's like a, mm -hmm. a good gap there. But if I'm starting every day at five or six, like I go to bed, I, I wake up, I'm at five or six instead. Mm -hmm. There's just no room. It's just a very small, very narrow band before I hit overwhelmed. Yeah. Right. And, and I know something for myself too is, is, is part of the reason why this is so top, important to talk about these things, but it's like, I'm not used to that new level. <laughs> it's like, even if I got, you know, quote unquote used to it, it still would be not good that it's at a higher point, but it means that now my expectations for myself are set at my base stress level being lower. And so when I hit that point and I feel less productive or there's things I'm not getting done, I add to it even more by feeling like I'm not being, I'm not hitting the things that I should be hitting because five years ago, eight years ago, 10 years, whatever, that wouldn't have been an issue, but now it is. And, and having I mean, these conversations. Adaptable. We could adapt, except that there's no time. No. Right. Like mm -hmm. it, that adaptability to these new levels where this is my new normal. It, yes. The problem is that new normal is not actually, it, it, you don't have enough time to, to start making it a new normal. Yeah. I mean, and, and, yeah. And, and there's a thing where things just start to get too high. At least th that, that gap just gets closer. Even, even if you're a little more used to that, then maybe, you know, like, I don't know, it's uh, starting to get two into three radicals there. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been tough. <laughs> it's been tough. I don't know. Again, that's why we we want to talk about this. This is this is an important thing to just be aware of. I think it's it's something that a lot of people will feel. I know for years that I I would feel this, but without having a lot of I, terms for it and concepts of how this kind of works, that makes it even harder to 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 deal with. Kind of understanding it, having these conversations, and talking about it can help to make it easier to deal with or to some degree give a little bit more cushion yeah it's it's you know hard to deal with everything it really is and then like our go-to's we've talked about this before i think mm -hmm. alex i guess remember you and i talking a lot about self-care uh, I want to say around two years ago, so it probably was around. It, it could have even been in that episode. It's been so long. The first thing to go out the window is is self care, and 
or or hobbies or things that we enjoy or things that are actually going to hopefully make us feel better because mm-hmm. we don't we have a we have a very limited bandwidth and we we you know the pressures of society whatever the the, the realities of needing to make you know pay bills oftentimes means that we if i only have a couple of hours at night that i'm not working it's i don't have the motivation this was the hard part of right like it starts bleeding over into the things that i would rather be doing that i love like this yeah right? which which can which can exacerbate the whole thing um and you can also get and and this is less something for me, but there's something to be cognizant of too in, in the conversation about burnout and hobbies in particular, which can which can be very helpful. But I, I believe when Chase was on there talked about this, but I know the topic has come up on, on the of the cast before, maybe outside of this context, but when your hobbies become something that is giving you stress. Cause I remember we talked about that during the during COVID. I want to say Chase talked about that too, because that's a thing that they kind of had gone through in the the past years where magic went from a hobby to a job, like a career for, for Chase and which is great. And they've been really successful, but then that means all of a sudden now sort of the context of that changes and it's harder to then use that as the release valve is how I think of that to release some of that, that steam to release some of that buildup when it is now part of your career. And there's other contexts like during during COVID, if, we, you know, magic was a thing, we went to a store to play. Like I know getting together with a lot of the Minneapolis group, that was a thing that I love to do. We couldn't do that for a long time. And suddenly that th- trying to do stuff with magic, even if it didn't cause a lot of stress, it either wasn't present for me because I couldn't go play or I'm trying to keep up with the releases while I can't play and do things. And that honestly caused a little bit of why I started to step away from the game for a while because there was so much coming out and I couldn't do anything with it. And even now that I'm back to, to playing here and there, I haven't really kept up on recent sets in, in specific detail for cards. I haven't picked up new cards for some of my decks for two years because I'm just like, that is hard to keep up on. And so I, I have found a decent balance for me where I start for that. But like for a while, that was a point of stress too, where it's like, this is a hobby that I love. Why am I struggling with this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I noticed that a lot and not just for burnout, but for depression is that my hobbies tend to be one of the first things that I drop when I'm just not able to handle uh, enough things anymore. And and then that kind of leads to being even more depressed or more burnt out because I don't have that release valve to give myself a break from what I want to um, or what I needed a break from. And I just don't have the energy to do both things. Yeah. And I'm just hearing it's the cycle. And I know that for me that that's like you're saying with the depression is like I get burnout, my depression level goes up. (laughs) I'm then I'm never getting rest. And so then I go into work and then I'm, I'm, I, I tend to freeze. I tend to shut down when I get overwhelmed. So then if I have time at work, I'm not being as efficient because I'm being asked to do too much, I would say, right at times, but my depression also kicks in. So then when I get a free moment at work, I just kind of stare because I don't want to do anything. But then that just means I have more work to do. 
which means it has to be done before I go home, which means I get home and I don't have time to engage in these things that you're like that you're saying, right? Like my hobbies are not really going to be engaged with because I'd have to, I'd have to feel that I, yeah, I'd have to get home at a decent hour so I can spend time with the kids. I can do a bedtime routine and then I can go play a game of magic. And I just, if I'm getting out of work late, it's, it just, it feeds, it feeds. Yeah. Feeds like the vampires and Karloff Manor. No, uh, sorry. So I was, you know, it's <laughs> laughing because you know, we're just talking amazingly about burnout. Whereas uh-huh. we were, you know, we had a magic tie in, which is yeah. nice because we want that. As Alex said, we, when we did this before, I think we did, did we do, we did Nissa. Nissa was the first episode. I don't remember what our topic was when we talked to Chase. I and like, was it just Nissa again? <laughs> it might've been no, Nissa again. no. Was it Tiana? No, that was imposter. No, that was a yeah. And and unfortunately, Sorry. yeah. I just I didn't have specific notes in our uh, in our planner where we just kind of track all the episodes. I just said uh, it was like Chase and Burnout is all I wrote for that episode. So we have notes for it somewhere, but not that I pulled up. And so I, I'm not sure who the Lord was for that. Uh, I think we had one. We we but we did. Been, we were a lot better back then. About three, it, but... It's been two and a half years. <laughs> we do have one now. Yeah. I mean, if we want yes. to. Yes. And yes. And it's like really topical. Do you want to talk about it, Tay? Because you're the one who brought this up. And Yeah. So excited. I think what I want to look at this through is kind of the lens of Kaya. Uh, and if you've read the first story of Murders at Karlov Manor, uh, Kaya just looks burnt out as hell. She's there at the party because her presence was requested by... (laughs) I like this, yeah. Yeah, her presence was requested by Tessa. Uh, Obviously, Kaya does not want to be there. Kaya is, is tired. She is exhausted from everything she is suffering some severe survivor's guilt and ptsd she is she's a planeswalker well i mean yeah she still is a planeswalker (laughs) she's still a planeswalker i also just met with the ptsd reference since yeah that's 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 how i like to after the invasion she's really um really feeling it but if you look back at her whole past, she has been jumping from one continual disaster to another that has been completely out of her control for the most part. And ever since she was introduced in the story, she has had no real agency over to what's been going on with her and has always been put into the position kind of, you know, outside of her control and is been worked you know worked over and hasn't had a chance to rest hasn't had a chance to recover and you see the exhaustion on her you know the exhaustion and weariness at her bones to this point mm-hmm. and if i like the the last line of um, sean and mcguire is the author for these stories for murders at carla manor and she's doing uh, what she calls DVD extras for this. I set. love this. Oh, and the, for the first story, the last line is poor Kaya, bruised and exhausted, but still a hero. I'm not sure 
she ever won't be. And, and you know, Shauna just now, you know, Kaya is bruised and exhausted, mm-hmm. but she's yeah. not going to stop. No. And, and here I, I, I want to share this quote. This is just somewhere in the middle that I read, but so Taya, Taya, Oh my goodness. I'm so bad at talking right now. Cause she was talking to Judith who's a, a Rakdos was kind of teasing her. And then it just, this, it comes to this line. Judith opened her mouth to answer and stopped as, as Kaya looked at Kaya looked at her. There was a wall behind, behind the planeswalkers eyes that hadn't been there on their last meeting. An unbreachable barrier keeping her in and the rest of the world out. It was as if she slammed shut at some, uh, slammed shut at some point during the invasion had yet to remember how to open unsettled. Judith looked away. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, if you if you unsettle a Rakdos performer, <laughs> yeah. you gotta imagine how unsettling that look must be. Yeah, and and that well, like, it's like the absence. It's an absence, yeah. right? Like to, to unsettle Rakdos, you take yeah. away passion. And, yeah, and you just everything. You take away everything. Basically, I, sorry, I'm getting hit go, with this quote, go, go, Alex. Go, go for it. Like that's why I grabbed it because I was like, this this feels like a good pull out. Yeah, to to express this concept of burnout. Yeah, yeah, it's a complete shutting down. That's I mean, at least from from my perspective, like where I'm at, it it feels like a shutdown. Yeah, and well, it's almost like like you could use the analogy like the the light behind my eyes or whatever. But it's, you 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 sorry to point that was just tying in. Yeah, sorry, there's just so much. There's so much. But I want to say, like, I, I, I don't want to lose that you literally referenced earlier, Hobbs, just staring at the wall. And that's that's like this. That's this. Is is yeah, that just that can happen. You're you're just you're at the point where not you're, you the, the cup is full, there's nothing else can go in there, so you just you stop. And you let it drain a little bit, and then you keep moving. At least, again, that's how I sort of conceptualize it. Yeah, I, you know, and this kind of goes back to, you look at what Kaya's been through. You know, she got duped into going to find the Immortal Sun. She got duped into becoming the head of the Orzov, which she obviously had no interest in doing. She got duped into going and fighting Vorinclex. You know, before that too, didn't she kill? Kill. She got duped into killing Brago. Yeah. Brago. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Because there's even like there's some line, and I this one I didn't grab a quote, but someone was talking about how whenever she shows up, all of the guilds put in their emergency powers acts or oh, something. Yeah, Relida <laughs> says that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, it's you know, her, her she's really good at her job of killing ghosts, but you know maybe she needs to think more about who she takes jobs from, and she's even said that before. Is I really need to think this through better. Yeah, which but, I mean, she responded to this. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and and I. I guild leader the last we've seen in war of the spark was you know she was obviously there at the front lines of war of the spark yet again yeah and she was doing her, doing her best to be guild leader of the orzov and yeah. you know freeing the debtors and everything and 
pissing off most of the guild members because yeah. she was actually freeing people from their debts and... or taking it, it like taking it on herself right i mean isn't yeah. that kind of the, the the what she did with it she took it on yeah well and, and that's god there, there's there's a lot of good resonance to this too because that's that's the thing she in this and i i just read the story today and i'm glad i, I read it kind of fresh beforehand because she was talking about how like like Tessa kind of blames her for not being there on Ravnica when Ravnica needed people to defend it from the Phyrexians because of right, course but Tessa also it. finally got what she wanted after all this year she yes. she stole the leadership of the Orzhov because Kaya wasn't present I wasn't there yes but that that whether it's accurate or not and Kaya knows that there's some not necessarily there's some self-service for Tesa behind the behind making those points. But at one point, uh, Kaya was thinking about, well, if I had been here, would things have gone different? And started to go down that sort of line of maybe if someone else had gone to New Phyrexia, maybe if I hadn't been part of that strike force, if I mm-hmm. had stayed here, things would have been different. I could have helped turn the Orzov to a force for good, I think was an actual line from here. Yes. And so it's like she's – She's now at that point where she's going through all of those things and it's kind of just piling on. She's already burnt out because of all of the stuff that happened. She managed to make good out of the circumstances she had in the end and helped save the multiverse. But that isn't enough to stop from – it isn't enough to end that burnout. It just sort of adds to the pile. Yeah. And and she she does go into that questioning mode. She's like, maybe things would have been better if I was on Ravnica instead. Yeah, and you well, know, she's, take, she's taking on she's taking on stuff that she has. That's I I really going through her job history it was just kind of like the the fact that everything was kind of has been out of her control where she's ended up mm-hmm. in these positions through manipulation or through whatever, but she's really ended up in these things where she didn't have as much control and running from fire to fire. And yeah. I mean, Tessa even admitted she was hoping the contracts would kill Kaya when she absorbed the contracts from the, the ghost council. You know? Yeah. She was just hoping the weight of the contracts would outright kill her. And it didn't, right? Like, this is the thing. We can we can deal with so much. Um, yeah. It didn't kill her. However, <laughs> where she's at right now ain't great either. Yeah. God, that line about the bruised and exhausted. Just, yeah. Shannon. Yeah. Hey, Shannon, we just need to talk. We just need to talk. <laughs> yeah. Might be she's... about goblins, but maybe about this too. We just need to talk. Yeah. She's on board with coming back to talk to us after the story's uh, over, so we can look forward to having another conversation with Seanan soon. I am fun. so excited. Like, thank, I mean, yeah. just the quality of writing, how much it resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Cranko's back. I mean, Cranko. we know that. <laughs> we, don't know how long, we don't know if he'll live through the rest of the story, though. That's why. I, that's why. Uh, when I when I reached when I when I said on Twitter, "Hey, hey, Shannon, we just need to talk." Uh, people jumped in, not realizing <laughs> that that we actually know her. Or yeah. like she's about here was like, uh, "Uh oh, Shannon, Hobbs is Hobbs is getting a look in his eyes." I was like, "No, nah, we don't know what's happening. We just there, there's some remarks about Cranko looking a little out of place at the party, getting yeah. his invite." 
Yeah. <laughs> trying to try trying to network. Try to network. Right. Like a good yeah. business goblin. Legitimate. Run a bakery. He yeah. Um he is a legitimate business goblin, according to Seanan in the DVD notes. See? Yes. And hey, did it in the cookbook, didn't we get reference to this? I don't know. Oh, I didn't see the cookbook. There actually was a reference to Cranko in the in the cookbook, and it was along the lines of like basically I think running a bakery is like a storefront. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. I, this is what I like yelled at people for not telling me that this book had this like they like all the recipes have stories alongside them or with them. And it was funny because I just randomly saw it in a bookstore or not even a bookstore, a game store. I picked up a copy and opened up to like one of the first ones and saw that it was Ravnica. It saw that it started off with a blurb about Cranko. And I was like, how's nobody told me this? How's this that, not come up in conversation yet? That oh, product yeah. got zero advertising whatsoever from Wizards Official did not even tweet about this product and the only time i even heard about it was on the vorthos cast so I, I i guess technically it's not his bakery but it's talking about how he cranko went to go see mr taz so as we know mr taz from the cranko story like he's the one who wanted him to go in where he ends up going for giving him the like the job to go in to the boros like stronghold right right before he like actually is manages to like unlock feather and like in the, the sequence of him hitting Gideon, drawing mm, blood. That's right. That's and right. And it said, like, over the years, all the stuff that Mr. Taz had given him, but today it was cake. And it's keyhole cake made, made by the made by the Demir. <laughs> and it has, a, like, they have little stories with them. Yeah, I don't know how this thing didn't get more press, because this is a fantastic... Sorry. Sorry. What I'm hearing is just saying, episode on the Magic Cookbook. The Magic Cookbook. I Vorthos may need to buy. Did do an episode on it, so if you're interested, go listen to their episode on it because it sounds like a really neat product. Sure, but have they done a whole Boy. series on the color pie of food? I don't. No, think so. no. Uh, yeah, that that's exclusively <laughs> that that's exclusively uh, Goblin Lore territory, and that's, that's Goblin Lore territory. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, is Jay trying to muscle in on our territory here? Here? On our cast? Listen here, Jay. Because if you're talking Cranko, we'll, we'll, we'll talk food. We'll talk food. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I do want to talk to Shannon because I, her, her, her writing resonates for me for a reason. And I think that, as you, you know, as, Tay, as you were kind of, as we were searching for somebody other than Nissa. Not that we have to go very far, probably in magic to find burnout. <laughs> yeah, the, the the war of the I'm not the war. Gosh, war of the spark, war of the whatever. March of the machines, the Phyrexian war, the, the the state of where we are in this world now with who's a planeswalker, who's not, the aftermath, mm -hmm. what the omen paths mean. Yeah, well, and yet I mean, still nobody stopped running. And here's Kaya. Kaya. Yeah. Again. I mean, and, and you want to talk about burnout too. There is some wonderful descriptions from, from Sean, because she's an extraordinary writer, talking about a world that's burned out. <laughs> like this whole party mm -hmm. it was a calculated mm -hmm. expenditure. Every burst of color falling from the sky reminded people living in the shadow of the Orzov Syndicate who their saviors were. Like there, there, this whole thing. Oh, like I love how this whole thing opens. See? You know, it, it's not just the fortunate or favorite as they send out, you know, things. See, we have so many resources we can spend them on frivolities. Ravnica's safe. We don't need to conserve, you know, worry or conserve for wartime. Like this whole setup 
is based on the fact that everyone is burned out. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, the multiverse is a pretty crappy place to live right now. It, it's yes, the multiverse. Yes, yeah. in Ravnica and Magic: The Gathering. Not the parallels to oh. our own world <laughs> and yeah. life. There's a clear thing you're trying to say, and I'm not understanding. <laughs> it's, I'm not. I am not picking up. Thing was like the, right yeah, the multiverse. That's what we're talking about. It's just the multiverse. Okay, there that, we go. Got that's it. what this show does. That's what we do. We talk about magic and yeah, and nothing else. And nothing else that you could take home for yourself. Yeah. So, you know, old days, back in the, the early days when I think that we were, <laughs> as you said, Alex, like writing episodes and stuff, one of the things that we did try to end with was real world take home, right? Like, what can we learn from Kaya other than what not to do, I guess, in this situation? Don't take contracts to kill ghost monarchs. <laughs> I love I love like lessons like that that are translatable. Great life lesson. <laughs> don't don't take contracts from elder dragons. <laughs> well, you also know, a very important one. You know, yeah. only other You can trust the rest. <laughs> only some elder dragons. Just be careful oh, which some. elder dragon you're taking contracts from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just love this, like, completely... Just, no, I'm sorry. So just don't just, take contracts from Ghost Council. That's what we yeah. learned today. Yes. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think... I don't know that we have a lot of... There's no magic bullet. There's there's no there's no ghost-killing dagger to, to, to just solve it, but at least being cognizant. For me, a big part for me and my mental health is being aware of things helps a lot more than it seems like it would until you're in the middle of it and and that awareness can help to navigate through it because a lot of times being in the middle of an issue of the anxiety is acting up my I'm fully burned out I'm whatever not having that context or that understanding can just make that worse and last longer and and feel worse at least for me and kind of having this idea of this is a thing that happens there are circumstances that have caused this. I can get through this. And that helps me a lot. I'm just going to go back to that last line in the DVD extras is that Kaya will never stop being a hero. If you don't take time to rest, you will never recover from burnout. And Kaya's not the kind of person to rest. So she's going to have a hard time recovering from this state. Uh, and I'm kind of worried she's going to end up like Gideon in just a constant state of burnout and yeah. pressure until she does something stupid because of it. Yeah. It's interesting. So, so going back to our previous episodes, Alex with Nissa, we, I actually think we've seen this emerge. Mm-hmm. Cause basically yeah. she like, re, re, she, she did. She, I mean, her burnout to the hit the point where she, she fully shut out, but she actually did step away and took oh, yeah, time she just herself. pieced out she, she, she did yes because that was around the the dominaria story where she showed up the the, the gate watch showed up to dominaria and and this a little just quit that's when she left the gate watch and that's kind of what we talked about but yeah like that's a good call out hops that, that that she kind of emerged from that she took that time she came back 
and lots and lots of things have happened. Well, yeah, yeah, whatever. Completed and yeah, there's a whole there's a whole thing. But no, that's decidedly a male. No, sorry, that was a different story. But no, different story. but but I mean, I guess it is. That we know that there is a pathway forward here for even planeswalkers. I mean, we, we haven't seen periods of rest because we've the story hasn't given us enough breathing room yet. We're starting to get some of that breathing room. I feel but we're still kind of feeling that out. So we're, we're, we're seeing the effects of this event that, that is meant to be a cataclysmic shift. And we, what is that we need to figure out kind of what the omen pathway forward is. Oh my gosh, Alex, I just saw that in the chat as I was reading. <laughs> I, I couldn't decide if that was oh, worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. 100%. I okay. was like, yeah, no, it worked well into the sentence. I was, oh my God, that is amazing. But I mean, it, <laughs> I, I'm with Taya. Like, I want to know what's going to happen to Kaya. <laughs> I'm hoping we get some of that in the story along with a murder mystery, which I love murder mysteries. So that's cool. Love Clue. But I'm I so am glad they let Sean and write a murder mystery oh, for us. Yes. So I am too. It's so good. <laughs> But I think it is, it's like, if we, if you don't take that time, you are going to end up in the pathway that I'm seeing a lot of people that I've worked with in healthcare that's either leaving healthcare or drastically changing course at this point and mm -hmm. exploring what that might look like for us, for each of us. So, yeah. So, I mean, we need, Kaya needs some serious time off you know, needs to find a beach plane where she can just chill for a bit. No ghosts. Segovia, no, maybe? I just uh, think it's a beach plane. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> but there are, there are tiny leviathans to worry about. <laughs> yeah, uh, she needs some time off and she needs to chill. Uh, which we did. I, yeah, I we we took our time off and it was helpful and I, but I'm yeah. glad we're back. Me too. Hanging out with uh, y'all uh once a week is really good for my mental health and talking to talking about these things with you is great. That's that's just it. I think you know we we made and I think it was a, a good decision honestly from my end uh, because I don't want to quit working with you two and I don't want to get burnt out on something that I love. And so, you know, a recharge that's intentional to me is the way to go. And I'm, I'm glad that we did it. But I'm also very, uh, and, and not but, and I'm very glad to be back. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm also glad to be back. And, and, and I, I, I want to just highlight something you say a lot, Hobbs. It's it, that intentionality is very important because often I, for myself with, with my anxiety and things, I found that I've gotten very, very good at avoidance, <laughs> like way too good for my own good to unconsciously just avoiding things. And so it's easy, easy, quote unquote, to just check out and completely avoid something, but that doesn't make it healthy. <laughs> Doing it intentionally is what really helps because especially when you do it intentionally with a plan to get back. And again, I think that's something you've talked about in episodes where that's what we did. We took that intentional month off. We planned to come back and that really helps. 
so yeah, so we're we're glad to be back. We um we may have an extra bonus episode coming soon. We're hoping to see that that is a little bit of a a a, a well, it's a panel with Taya that Taya did at a con recently that we're hoping to get up depending on how the audio is we'll see but if not we we have actual plans moving forward we have exciting yeah, uh, stuff. i i thought you were mentioning or, or talking about a different bonus episode we're gonna have coming soon also oh i i i i uh, yes we we may have another bonus episode coming that is redacted so yeah yeah glad to be back, yeah. Glad to be back. <laughs> yeah, glad to be back. and that's our show for today you can find all of the hosts on twitter for now Hobbs can be found at Hobbs Q. Taya can be found at Taya Transcends. And Alex can be found at Mel underscore Chronicler. Feel free to send us any questions, comments, thoughts, hopes, and dreams to the Goblin Lore Pod on Twitter or email us at goblinlorepodcast at gmail.com. If you would like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, our link tree can be found on our Twitter account and in the description of today's show. This has everything from various discount codes to the link for our Patreon. The music for today's show was by Vintergotten, who can be found at Vintergotten at Bandcamp.com. The art was done by Stephen Raphael, who can be found at Steve Raffel on Twitter. Goblin Lore is proud to be presented by Hipsters of the Coast as part of their growing Vorthos content. Check them out on Twitter at HipstersMTG or online at HipstersOfTheCoast.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers. <laughs>